Ki 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 ma ma ma. This is Masters of Horror, a cult film showdown story. We are back talking about some. Uh, we're, we're taking a little break from B movies in the uh, the octagon, and we're talking about a series from 2005 called Masters of Horror that is uh, surprisingly hard to get a hold of, but. They're floating around the internet uh, if you look in the dark corners. Uh, I I am Jim. I'm taking the reins for this run, and uh, I am joined by Nick. Greetings and salutations. I'm excited for this. I These were my jammy jammies back in the day. I love these. Masters of Horror. And also Jack is here. Jack Hall. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You need a full name. You've earned it. <laughs> What's up? No, this Shame. is uh, yeah, James this Ulysses. Is a, I'm, I'm yeah, not sure ahead. how we got this idea going. I think it was at uh, the the missing member Stanadu's wedding where he married Janadu. Um, you know, his best man was his son Danadu, and uh, yeah, I think that sounds I, like, I, like a lot like Dudu. Yeah, you know. Uh, that's his grandfather. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think we just came across this idea and thought uh, this would be fun. And, and uh, based on the first couple episodes, it's going to be a blast. I'm liking this. Yeah, this came up from uh, like what we've done some shorts episodes. We've done uh, we've we've done the odd episode of a TV series, but um Really, an anthology is a great way to uh, get us watching something different. Uh, these are all by different direct. There's tons of different writers, tons of different directors on these, and uh, new cast for everyone. Um, and an anthology when it wasn't cool. Uh, that was uh, that's also good. Uh, so well, we're gonna. I, sorry, I was just gonna say these were sort of even when they came out. They were a bit of an oddity because they, they weren't really even a tv series sure showtime picked them up but they were originally funded as a direct to dvd release yeah they were um, they were they were packaged two per like two to a disc or something right no no um i i bought these day one as soon as each one hit oh okay. um, i love these because they had all sort of but they'd have about a hour of special features interviews and like that to tell you who these filmmakers were and then you'd have just about an entire hour of just a basically a low budget uh horror film um and yeah as i said they were they were kind of hard to catch on tv so that was the main distribution where did this um, run of it? Was it Showtime in the U.S. that this ran on? Well, it was made by Anchor Bay, which I believe at the time was owned by Star. Oh, okay. Um, but I looked it up just for, before uh, the, uh, the the this podcast, and it says Showtime aired them. So, yeah, um, that's, it could have yeah, been a, a thing on both. But at that time, I don't I don't remember even a Star's network happening. Well, well, at at some point we'll do a we'll do a spinoff episode about uh, old TV channels. Uh, 
Well, there is a spin-off series, uh, or the the unofficial continuation, the fear itself, which aired on NBC. So, I mean, yeah, maybe we'll that get was to that supposed afterwards. to be the third season, but yeah, we're not doing that one. I don't think. <laughs> no, you don't think? What was it called? Fear itself. Yeah. yeah, and it was on NBC, so it'd be interesting to see a censored version of uh, of this show, definitely. Yeah, they, they were also sort of late on Masters, so I think John Carpenter did a episode. <laughs> Is uh, Wasn't there a, like something related, like a sci-fi version of this, or was it just... The, there was with Masters of Sci-Fi, but once again, they forgot the Masters. Well, I, I think that one was on NBC, wasn't it? Yeah, I believe that one was on TV. <laughs> it's a master. It's reasonably good. Reasonably good of sci-fi. Uh, professional level of sci-fi, uh, rather than master. Well, I mean, if you, if you if you if you're doing a masters of sci-fi, you need those like brand names. And I'm sorry, I think John, John, John and Frank was like the biggest name they had. So. <laughs> okay, now I don't, you right. got me curious. I'm looking it up while you guys are chatting <laughs> to see if there was any actual masters. I'm not expecting to see. So we have, like, we're recording this in early October. Uh, hopefully we'll, uh, we'll see how many we can get to air before the end of October. But, but really, I mean, there's no bad time for a horror movie. Um, there's some wonderful christmas-based horror movies that uh so you can keep your season going as long as you want uh the uh your silent night deadly night uh that uh and the and you know others <laughs> christmas eve isn't that one of the ones uh christmas evil yeah christmas yeah. evil hold right. on so the first masters was directed by michael Rydell. then it was michael petron you're right huge names michael tolkien Jonathan Frakes, at least I know him from Star Trek. Uh, Darnell Martin. <laughs> All right, we'll come. We'll we'll see if we get through uh, the the yeah. twenty six of this, and the and then the uh, <laughs> then the, third, the the sort of third season. And uh, yeah, I've got lots of time though. <laughs> 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 right. The Masters of Science Fiction. It looks like it only aired six episodes of the thirteen. Or oh, well, that's okay, that, so. then. Yeah, we'll we'll do that in the off season. Our the first episode we have here is uh, if you're in the U.S. this is watchable on Tubi, Tubi TV, uh, which is a wonderful thing that does not sponsor us, but uh, you know really should. Uh, the first episode is incident on and off a mountain road. Um, so Jack, can you tell us who the master is? Master? Oh well, it's it's the one and only. Uh, uh, sorry, now I got to look it up. <laughs> How do I, I don't want to mispronounce the gentleman's name. Don Coscarelli. And who's um, he? He is he's best known for Phantasm. Oh. Um he made the Phantasm series, the start of Phantasm in 1979. I think that's probably his greatest legacy. He did uh Beastmaster as well, which is of course uh, a, a favorite, a cult film favorite. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Beastmaster, he did uh, Bubba Hotep in 2002 oh. with uh, the uh, author of this, the Duar Lansdale, who uh, here now three years later 
2005, they collaborated again in this, uh, this uh, incident on a mount on and off a mountain road. So, uh, yeah, he's. Um, I think it's fair to say. I think I would call him a master. I mean, I, I think that's fair. I mean, that's a good legacy. Phantasm, yeah, yeah, Phantasm is. Phantasm is, alone is probably enough to hang your hat on. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, Angus Scrim, who played uh, the Tall Man, also has a role in this. Uh, in this, uh, a very good role, I think. It really, a, a star. He is the star of this thing, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I could yeah. watch him, that guy like the full hour. I didn't need any <laughs> other characters. He was awesome. Singing so, his little song. Nick, do you want to give us a quick summary of uh, of what happened in this? Uh... Sure. I think this one's going to be pretty quick. Uh, yeah. Quick. Um, we we catch up with our protagonist, uh, basically a nameless female driving around a, 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 on a mountain road on a rainy night. All of a sudden, she's in a car accident. She she, she uh, gets out of her car and and checks out the the other car she may have hit, and there's nobody in it. When she looks over the abridgment, she sees some big dude uh, climbing up towards her, and as he gets closer, he notices uh, another female in his clutches, and it's not a big dude. It is a big monster dude. Uh, She runs through the forest, and uh, he chases, and... Well, during the chase, she, she all of a sudden starts flashing back to her husband, who has taught her to some wilderness survival skills. Um, I won't wreck it because most of this movie is sort of a chase, uh, but we do end up into a sort of a, let's call it a chainsaw master situation type home captured thing. Uh, and then there's a big twist on the end, which once again I won't get into, but it was a fun little flick. I yeah, think it, it's okay it, to spoil, uh, you know, something 17 years old. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we can. The thing we is, can... I like it. I want people to watch this, but I want to. I don't want to wreck the twist really right off the bat. <laughs> no, it's true. We'll let, we'll we'll, we'll play a we'll play it by ear. I mean, it's. Uh, um it it is it is tough to to talk um at length about a 51 minute um mini movie that uh goes a full four and a half minutes before someone talks Uh, (laughs) (laughs) i never thought of it that way <laughs> I started watching this like, what's well, the nice like two minute opening credit? And then it goes to the opening credits of the actual show. Um, and then it's just someone driving until <laughs> the four wow. and a half minute. <laughs> it's it's quite a lengthy, uh really eases you in, I'll say. That's how about I say it, it eases you in. You only have fifty minute one minutes to go with or be in with, and you go that long without ah, I never realized that. But- <laughs> The uh, the villain, um, Moonface, as as he's known. Uh, what do you guys think? At first, I thought he was a vampire. Then I thought he was a werewolf because he makes these growling sounds. Now I think he was just a really ugly, deformed, big dude. He he has one of the classic slasher things, which is he's uh, he's 
more he's he's human um but he also has uh, no motivation uh which is uh that's one of my that's one of the classic classic slasher traits is that there is there's no real goal in mind uh this guy is prolific uh like this this guy this guy uh he'd be the number one for uh for serial killers of all time um the the things we see in this uh in this and he's uh he's excellent at woodworking um, I'll, say, <laughs> I'll say that the, this guy's handicraft game is on. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Was there you know, any wood? Was it? Oh, go ahead. Uh, no. Um, actually, you're you're talking about what is this guy? And I think that was the major. If I was going to find fault in this, which I I can't. It's a 51 minute brisk pace. But you know, if we had our August Grimm, you know, give us a little bit of bullshit backstory in there. I think <laughs> Moonface could have been elevated to a full-on like major slasher character. As it is, good. Uh, as it is, it's he's sort of a just a oh okay I get it it's it's a slasher dude. But I mean, I I would go to multiple uh, movies, slasher movies, starring this guy, if I just had that little extra, like I want to know who this guy is. But they don't give you a hint of yeah what created this thing, and I, I yeah. kind of wanted that. But in fifty one minutes, I didn't care for that for that watch. I, yeah, typically, even though even though your slashers are are in general, they're not motivated by like their their victim isn't chosen for a motivation. Uh, Jason hates teenagers. Freddie hates teenagers. Uh, the Billy in uh, in uh, Black Christmas hates Christmas, um, and that's that's really like all you need. Um, but yeah, this guy, the, yeah, just one sentence of like, you know, he hates people that stop on his road um like <laughs> some little th- but he i mean he traps these people that we do find that out is that uh, that that car was left on I purpose mean, he's going after women only really uh it's hard to tell well it's hard to tell because he's been doing this a long time there's a lot of skeletons around rather yeah. than corpses so it's hard to tell what he's uh Again, I, I, I can see what you're saying. Like it's it's sort of implied he prefers the women because August Grimm has obviously been in that basement for a while. Angus, Angus Grimm, Angus. yeah, buddy, buddy, buddy. Um, yeah, so but buddy is uh, it, uh, at one point our our heroine is locked in a basement and and buddy is there and he's uh, locked up. So buddy, buddy is our. Uh, uh, he does deliver all the exposition for the for that chunk, for that uh, half of the story, um, and uh, yeah, that that was a great time to put in a and and a not to mention soundtrack. Yeah, like he doesn't like the yeah. sound of cars. Um, <laughs> he doesn't like people who change their radio station. Uh, I did have a moment where she gets in this accident because she uh, is she has her eyes off the road changing the radio station, and I was thinking, there you go, distracted driving laws. Uh, never could have come too early. Oh, oh. Uh, <laughs> just should have been taught that uh, you know 
<laughs> yeah. yeah, the character Moonface though he does remind me a little of the of the creeper from Jeepers Creepers. Mm. You know, um, did a lot of uh, woodwork or or whatever bone work, I guess you would say. And <laughs> the... I, I felt like there was a little bit of that vibe. Um, um, it, it's it's an interesting show because it, it, I mean I, I like the cinematography and and the way they did it. I mean, there's a lot of close-ups and quick cuts, but mm. I, I gave it the the whole show kind of this kinetic energy that uh, that it really kept the pace up. I felt the uh, the way that that was shot. I mean, sure, there's the fact that uh, there was a lot of thunder and and everything like that, and absolutely no rain, but uh, you know, sort of sound effects are good, but I mean, it was, it was it created an intense experience. It does have, yeah. There's a there, in some ways, uh, Moonface is is just, you know, it's just carrying on from, um, from like a, a hundred slashers of like, hey, this guy's a slasher. He kills lots of people, and that's really, yeah, like that's in fifty minutes. That's what you get. Like it's um it's her it's her story it's not his so um speaking of ellen who's our lead care our, our lead character our protagonist as nick uh, rightly said um she is she had uh, a name i did not notice that anywhere in the... <laughs> i think it's i i think it's said uh just in the flashbacks um so she's flashing back to her uh to her romance and marriage uh, with uh, Bruce, played by the incredible Ethan Embry. Uh, this, is, uh, this is a little past peak Ethan Embry, but, you know, he's a working actor. Uh, would it, be, it is a different kind of character for him, for sure. Uh, it's not something I've seen him as. Uh, Jack, do you want to talk about? Well, I, I want to tell you what I wanted. I'm like, okay, so it flashes back to their very first uh, date. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why is she into this douchebag? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in the first date, he's already like, you know, he's out there. And she's just like, uh-huh, yeah, I, uh-huh. you know, I may not here. be a very good dater, but I know not to mention selling babies in Thailand <laughs> on the first date. Yes. Uh... That, that is like third date material right there that, that, that is a real thing that happens on their first date yeah yeah, yeah i agree third date material at least you know you can even push that off to the fourth date and you'd be all right yeah i i think i think this for safety's sake let her bring up uh the sale of babies and then you can get into what you know about it yeah exactly. uh, really make like follow her interests rather than your own uh, didn't need to. that's it they boned day one they were just, that was, was just all into him. She, that, she talked to him yeah. for 20 minutes, went, he's clearly crazy. Let's bone. <laughs> he's he's a bad boy. He's dark. He's uh, he's passionate. He's uh, clearly husband material. <laughs> he's he's apparently got some money. There's no me- visible, visible means of support. So maybe it's just money. Um, it could be. He has the family cabin and then they uh, they ultimately they move there about partway through uh, these flashbacks the flashbacks happen in chronological order um the uh so they move to this cabin neither one of them appears to have a job um he's got money for trucks and knives and uh and and guns um 
the ever reliable AK-47 is shown at one point. Yeah, uh, as, so as maybe maybe he's just maybe he's uh, wealthy and uh, you know. Just, you know, you don't, don't overthink it, you know. Yeah. This is a Joe R. Lansdale tale. I mean, <laughs> you don't overthink it. You just uh, enjoy the experience. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, Lansdale certainly, I mean, I I half expected her to walk off to that uh, that road into like a, a 1870s Western town. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Well, I mean, Actually, uh, that would have been a good little twist. <laughs> Would have been a Twilight Zone yeah. twist, though. Uh, actress, Bree Turner. She, she, she moon does a only job. to find the whole town of them. <laughs> Talking about Bree Turner there, Jack. Bree Turner, uh, yeah, she does a fine job. She, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I was watching it going, I'm surprised she didn't become a bigger star, actually. I mean, she, uh, she was a, a cast member on Grimm for six or seven years. Oh, okay. Uh, regular cast member, and that's really her what she's hmm. you know, hung her hat on, but yeah, I mean, I, I thought she would have been a bigger star because she had a, a, you know, she was a fine actress and she, she certainly had a, a lot of charisma and everything, I thought. So, um, you know, I mean, what about her performance? What do you guys think? I really liked her. Uh, I thought this, I thought uh, the the uh, the juxtaposition of of her being in that from the from day one weird relationship with the guy who's clearly unhinged from the start uh, versus her um, being like she's the final girl from the time she arrives uh, she, there's no picking off other people she's like she walks in as the final girl she's like I'm making it out of this um, and uh, so it is like it's very much her story. So she carries all the way to this. Uh, I, I think uh, the director did do her a lot of favors. Um, I, I think she was still that she was perfectly cast. I, I don't know if you give her something else she could do. Do any heavy li- lifting. I'm, I'm not putting her in Shakespeare, but for a final girl, she was great. <laughs> Yeah, work working actor. Um, you know, she's, you you look through her IMDb. She's got uh, like Grimm is the biggest thing. It's probably the most regular thing she did. She's just working actor. Uh, it's funny before we watched this, uh, Jack and I were talking. I said, "Well, this I knew I saw this as Ethan Embry in the first episode. I'm totally sold." And uh, so we were talking about the the great the, the great works of Ethan Embry, which were uh, really wrapping up. Uh, by 2005 really were yeah uh but it's it's a lesson learned about it's something i've realized over the past couple of years is uh if there's an actor that was um you know of a, a even c level but someone who he was the lead in men in several films um he uh th- they sh- they end up on something that you just never watch uh and uh, in Ethan Embry's case, seven seasons of Grace and Frankie um, <laughs> plays the son of one of the lead characters. Uh, I'm not sure what a Grace and Frankie is. But I know Grace and Frankie is uh, Jane Fonda and uh, uh, Lily Tomlin. That went on for uh, seven years. Seven seasons of that bad boy. Ninety-four episodes. He was in. Ni- he's. Uh, he at least had a credit in ninety-three of them. 
Wow, that's uh, crazy. But he's series good. regular, yeah, seven seasons. All right, well, good for him. Working actor, yeah. as you said. I mean, that's, yeah. uh, you could already see that he was starting to put on weight in this role. And, uh, you know, I mean, that, that's probably why he stopped being the leading man and became the son of. Yeah. Know? Yeah, I can I say, can't... like, he, go ahead. I was just, he, he, he reminds me so much of Will Sasso. Um, <laughs> what? I don't know. I, there's not <laughs> one similarity between these two gentlemen. They're, they're, They've got a big round face in their mo and their. Oh, they both got a big round face. I'll give you that. Okay. <laughs> Doesn't look anything alike. Yeah, and, but... and and I mean, this was obviously shot in Vancouver, so you know, it, the the yeah. fam, uh, familiar ties could be there. I was going to say uh, that uh, I, d I don't know if this will continue throughout the series, but I'm going to add in a, a new segment called uh, Canada Spotting. Uh, and uh, for, for incident on and off a mountain road, uh, the uh, the Capilano Bridge in northern Vancouver uh, is the site of one of the dates. Uh, very recognizable bridge that you will uh, you'll recognize from. It, it shows up in so many movies because it is just a very picturesque uh, location. It's a suspension bridge in a park, uh, north Vancouver. Now onto the twist. All right, well, let's, without, maybe, maybe we do this getting, as, like, spoiler. Yeah, maybe we do, like, a spoiler section. Like, if you haven't watched it, come well, back I, in I wasn't going to give too many spoilers. What I was going <laughs> to say, um, the lead character, she ends up doing some really bad things. But I don't think she does a single thing that isn't completely justified. Do you guys agree? Yeah, I'd agree. I'd agree with that, yeah. Sure. Whether it was necessary for this story, I don't know 100%. I could have done without the twist. I think that uh, I, I really like I really like the twist at the end. Um, but I think that it's, as I said, that back and forth of the flashbacks gives you this mixed feeling of who she is. Because in the flashbacks, she's very... Um, demure. She's... Uh, she, very much the the wife in the relationship like she gives up everything to live at his cabin near his friends um and then you're but slowly through the other story you're learning that that's not who she is um that uh, she's mar far more resourceful than that um so it is a it's just it was really interesting to me as they ran those two stories that's it's interesting though just the way they built it in that she completely needed this marriage as horrible as it is and as, as mm -hmm. terrible as it and, and abusive and everything it is she really needed this if she was to survive these this incident that that occurs she doesn't survive it if she doesn't marry this this dick you know and mm -hmm. uh I, I thought that was really interesting because you see her character arc slowly grow and 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 it's completely logical um you know, especially with the with the end and with the twist, uh, I I kind of wondered though. I mean, you're left very much wondering what her future is because she's kind of snapped mm -hmm. by the end, you know. And and I'm like, can she integrate herself back into society <laughs> at all? Like, I'm like, what's her future? I I kind of was thinking, you know, motivationally, it almost works that she could just move into the 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 Texas Chainsaw House and 
start killing men. I think that uh, I think that she gets killed off in a pre-credit sequence of another incident on and off a mountain road. Uh, the the sequel that was never <laughs> the sequel we deserved. That seems likely. That seems likely. Well, she's at the fridge, and uh, <laughs> that's <it's right>. killed off <laughs> with no clear explanation of how Moonface made it to her house. Uh, <laughs> all right, well, let's wrap this one up. I think a good rule of thumb for this series would be keep it shorter than the episode itself. I, I uh, two, two, two questions. Sure. I mean, uh, I like questions. Uh, number one, uh, of course, as we say, Don uh, something. Uh, Don last name I can't pronounce. Uh, Coscarelli. Coscarelli. Ah, that, <laughs> when he say it Italian, it's yeah. easy. I yeah, absolutely. Coscarelli, That's normally it, I'm going to screw it up, but if I say it, if I say, if I go all Italian, I go, uh, Don, Don Coscarelli. Can you pick me up two Coscarellis while you're at the shop? <laughs> Coscarelli, while you're getting a scooch moo. Ah, you know? <laughs> Don, Don Giulio Coscarelli. <laughs> So okay, uh, what the it's hell was a, I about? To, this is an Italian. Like, let's let's be fair. This isn't an Italian accent. This is a Mario. <laughs> <laughs> very true. Very true. All right. So so my question for you guys is, mm-hmm. uh, of course, I, I assume you. I know. I know Nick has seen, uh, uh, you know, uh, Baba Hotep. I I assume. Uh, yeah, I seen have it. as well. Yeah. yeah. So uh, let's say same author. Same uh, director. I don't know tonally if you could have two much different projects, but if you're a fan of this or a fan of the other one, uh, would you recommend it based on what you enjoyed of the of the of the one you've seen? I I think if you watch this first, I would recommend Bubba Hotep, but I don't know that the reverse works. Um, yeah, I, I see what you're saying, but I, uh, this director has such a unique flavor. I think if you can get into any of his work, I think all his films are really good. He has such a unique vision that you're going to find something you like. If you like one, you sort of have to like them all. And uh, if you're a Phantasm fan, then this, uh, then both of them are completely different. Uh, <laughs> so oh, even the Phantasms are pretty different from each other. I understand that there's like a there's a, there's a sensibility. Um, the uh, I think that the the re, that the uh, repeated eye trauma would be a bit harsh for uh, Dude, if you were coming if you were... do that shot in this. I mean, they could not have got any closer to that girl's eye. <laughs> I would love to know how they did that special effect. <laughs> it's maybe, maybe at that time, Canadian uh, safety rules were a little lighter. Um, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> my other question. Uh, my other question. Sure. All right, other questions. My other question, and it's just uh, you know, we're not scoring this thing as we do on Cult Film Showdown. The uh, Enter the octagon, the search for the ultimate B movie. Um, <laughs> when you say it like that, it's a really long title. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. 
We're not scoring that, but I mean, uh, out of 10, with 0.5s allowed, you guys, uh, 0.77, I'm going to give it a 7.75, personally, out of 10. 7.75. What do you guys guys got on this? I I believe that's a score of 100. Um, (laughs) (laughs) 7.7, then it's 77 out of 100. That's a little specific for me. I think I think seven seven is around where I would put it. I think that uh, um, I, I think really I mean good character story. Um, the uh, uh, it does uh, it takes a that f- that few minutes of watching her drive stuff. I think is like the biggest um, the biggest th- like the rest of the th- things feels so tight that like. I, I guess from a theme, from a from a pacing style, like it kind of helps, but it, really that's time that could have been spent her and her cell phone t- talking to a friend, um, like just unpacking a bit more stuff in that minutes. Uh, but yeah, I think seven's eh, what I'd say. Uh, no, the guy in the basement brings it up to a solid seven point nine eight for me. Score of a thousand. All right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Settle until we got a score out of a million. <laughs> Give it a 778,492. <laughs> All right, well, let's wrap this one up. Uh, and uh, as we said, uh, this is available on 2B TV if you're in the uh, US, and I'm sure that. It has. I know it has popped up on Tubi uh, in other places, um, and uh, hopefully it does again. Uh, Masters of Horror is the name of the series. Uh, we're going to be doing these in order, so uh, you know, feel free to watch ahead. Uh, there's, we're definitely telegraphing uh, the order of these. Uh, we'll watch them in the same order they're on Tubi. Uh, any last thoughts? I I hope I didn't watch it on Tubi, so I hope I watched the right one now. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure it's fine. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, we are on Instagram at Cult Film Showdown. Uh, we are sponsored by We Talk Podcasts and WeTalkPodcast.com uh, is the home of the Octagon, which this will not appear on. And uh, also, We Talk Podcasts has a Twitter and they have a Facebook. Uh, and we are on Patreon at Cult Film Showdown. Uh, so for jack and for nick and for moonface i'm jim we'll talk to you next time